Hi, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Ernie Ells Bunker Shop podcast. I'm Evan here with co-host John. Uh, we're breaking down the AFC East today. Uh, to recap the last year, 2020 standings, the Bills went 13-3, and made the playoffs, ended up losing to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Uh, Dolphins came in second, did not make the playoffs at 10-6. and uh, Patriots 7-10, and and the Jets 2-14. and uh, as, as always, we rank the quarterbacks in the division first. Uh, starting out for rank number one, I have Allen. Uh, two, uh, I guess Tua. I'm not too big of a fan of his, but due to two rookie quarterbacks, I kind of default him into second. And then third, I mean, uh, we haven't really seen too much other than preseason. Both look pretty decent in preseason, but if I had to rank him, I'd probably put Mac Jones ahead of Zach Wilson, but it's really just a tie for third for me. Yeah, nothing uh, nothing for me to add really there. I think uh, Allen, a clear-cut number one here to a kind of default number two just because he's played snaps in the NFL before in a regular season game, and then I got the two rookies that, you know, just tied for third, not really going to speculate too much based on the preseason um the Patriots definitely have a better team around around uh, the quarterback so that might favor uh, Mac Jones um but yeah one interesting note on that was that all the quarterbacks in this division are 25 and under which uh which is pretty pretty uh, amazing I thought so yeah I was gonna that's a, that's a great point because it's kind of just uh complete turnover in this division and every, every, all these teams are searching for their, their starter. Um, yep. So yeah, yeah. Got a lot of young firmly, quarterbacks. Yep. One firmly in place and then three, three hopefuls. <clears throat> yep. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll talk bills first. Um, and for me, the biggest question with the bills is, is the 2020 Josh Allen for real? Uh, <laughs> I think that's that's one of the questions you got to answer to really assess the success of the Bills and, and just even really the future of the franchise. Uh, 2018 Josh Allen stats, he played 12 games through for 2,074 yards, 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, around 40-ish uh, on the PFF rankings for quarterback. 2019, he played 16 games, threw for 3,089 yards, 20 TDs, nine interceptions, and still ranked around that 40-ish rank on PFF rankings. Then in 2020, played 16 games, threw for 4,500 yards, 37 TDs, and 10 interceptions, and jumped to five on the PFF rankings. Uh, so the big question is, what changed between 2019 and 2020? to see Josh Allen increase his yards by like 150%, almost increase his TDs 100%, and keep his interceptions about the same. Uh, so for me, I kind of just looked at the O-line. And between 2019 and 2020, there's definitely improvement. Um, but I didn't see anything to indicate that large of an improvement. Uh, one of the key pieces they did add was Stefan Diggs. Uh, and he's, he's top 10 receiver. He's really good. Uh, but again, 
I don't think that just increases your t- touchdowns from year over year by hundred uh, percent. And one of the other things I found thought was kind of interesting when I was kind of digging into this issue here is his under pressure percentage was the within 0.5 of what it was in 2019 to what it was in 2020. So it's not like he's getting any more time um, from 2019 into 2020. Uh, he just really improved when he's kept clean. He's just improving his completion percentage almost by 15%. And I thought it was pretty clear to start the season with Josh Allen. Well, I guess after week four, you could kind of come to the conclusion that whatever he did in the offseason, he's just throwing his passes more accurate, which is one of those things you don't generally see. Um or at least you don't see such a vast improvement year over year. So I guess to go back to the original question, uh, is this repeatable? No, for me. I think there's definitely going to be some regression. I think Josh Allen's going to regress stack to like 2018 or 2019. Um, I could see him throwing for more in the the realm of like 28 to 30 touchdowns. Uh, and ultimately causing the Bills to not be as strong of a team in 2021, um, put them more at an 11-win team. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll pause there for if you want to jump in on the Allen talk. Yeah, that's a that's good analysis right there for sure with, I mean, really drastic improvement from his previous two seasons uh, up until the 2020 season where he was a breakout, breakout year MVP candidate. Um, and yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, one of the, the debates about, you know, drafting quarterbacks is do you want to draft a quarterback that's got a big arm, which like clearly Josh Allen has, but that has accuracy issues. And to really, you know, is that coachable? Is that something a guy can really improve his accuracy? Um, you know, because you get a guy that doesn't have the arm strength and that's really not going to change. But, you know, accuracy is that coachable. And, and Allen, Allen's 2020 season really, you know, really provide some evidence that it is. Um, and yeah, I think it's, I think it's really the result of a few factors. I think that, um, you know, Allen's always been able to make the splash plays, which is with his huge arm, but I think it's just making like the, you know, the layups and the, the easy shots, the easy passes. Um, and, you know, I think that comes with, you know, improved footwork, improved mechanics in the off season, which, you know, you can work on to an extent, especially as a young quarterback in the league. So I think, you know, he really put in the hard work to do that because, the, you know, the way I look at it, like that 15% like jump you mentioned on, you know, non, non-pressured non throws, I just don't think that's – I don't think you can really fake that to like that extent. Like, yeah, he'll probably have some regression to that this year, but I think that he'll still have a pretty good season. And, you know, the good thing about the Bills team right now is they still have that offensive line. Um, I saw PFF ranked it. I think it was the 10th best offensive line last year. Yep. And that Diggs trade was really huge, you mentioned, because, you know, just to give him that that number one receiver, um, you know, they gave up a first-round pick to the Vikings, and it, and it kind of worked out well because the Vikings uh, netted Justin Jefferson with that, so kind of a win-win there. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, they added Emmanuel Sanders this year, so I think he'll be a good number two across from Diggs. And, you know, Cole Beasley, um, he's, he's a really good slot receiver um, as well to kind of give him that security blanket, so. You know, I think I think it is fairly repeatable. I wouldn't expect them to have as good a season. I think, you know, 
maybe a couple more interceptions. Um, but yeah, I expect him to still have a pretty good season uh, upcoming. Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. I don't, I don't think it's like an outlier of a season um, in 2020. Uh, I, it's just, I can't really remember a quarterback recently that just had such a big jump from one season to the next. Um uh, no one, no one really comes to mind. So I guess good for him. Yeah, <laughs> whoever, yes. whoever he worked with in the off season, it it helped. And I agree, like that seventy seven percent completion percentage while kept clean. That uh, you can't. That's that's across seven sixteen games. So it's uh, it's a pretty solid stat. And it was it was what it. I was one hundred percent wrong on Josh Allen coming into the season last year. Um. And I'll, I'll admit that it was it was kind of like week one. You saw him and it's like, OK, all right. Well, he got lucky there. Week two, it's like, uh, really? All right. And then week three, week four, you're just like, all right, maybe he figured something out on the offseason. So you had to kind of adjust my expectations on the bills. And, and uh, what do you know? They're this offensive uh, juggernaut in the season. And uh, it, it was it was interesting to see. Um, yeah, it was just to see going. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I did not predict that. So um I guess it's good for the Bills. They found their their franchise quarterback in Allen. Uh he'll 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 be around. And he's he's deceptively fast too and, and mobile, which which is one of his underrated stats, I feel like. Uh but yeah, yeah, great weapons on the offense. Diggs, Sanders, Beasley, uh Dawson Knox, tight end position. I'm like him for fantasy. Uh, and then def- defensively, I think, um, although I don't think it's as important as their offense, their their defense, they have Jerry Hughes, pressure off the edge, Tredavious White, uh, Micah Hyde. Uh, they, they're bringing a lot of the key pieces back, and I expect them to be um, good good enough, probably, I, I would say, above average in the league uh, for defense. And it's definitely good enough defense for them to put a good season together and make a run into the playoffs. Yeah, I really, I really don't have too much to add on that. I think the defense, not a, not a lot of changes this offseason. I think, you know, they're bringing back a, a pretty similar group to last year. Definitely, you know, Tredavious White's a key piece, kind of leads that secondary. Um, Micah Hyde in there as well. They have uh, – you know, as a as a Panthers fan, um, with Sean McDermott as their head coach, who used to be the defensive coordinator in Carolina, I was looking at their roster and I noticed that their defense alone has six former Panthers, including four at the defensive line, which I thought was kind <laughs> of kind of crazy. So clearly, a, clearly a pipeline there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think they'll be you know a middle to above average defensive team, and then yep. if you pair that with that offense, I think it's going to be you know, a pretty, a pretty similar result to last season, maybe a few less wins, but, you know, I, I expect, um, you know, they also have uh, in the draft, they drafted uh, Greg Rousseau um, defensive end in the first round and uh, another defensive end in the second round. So they're clearly, you know, clearly making an effort to where they fell short was in the playoffs where, you know, Mahomes and the chiefs just picked that defense apart um, to make sure they have enough depth on the defensive line. that can get some pressure on him. Yeah, yeah, and and the one knock on Allen, and I know he's young, so it's take it with a grain of salt. But he's 2019. They didn't make the playoffs. Uh, he was not good in that playoff game. Uh, 
doesn't give me the vibe that he's great under pressure yet. And especially in those games, he, he made some costly turnovers. And again, in 2020, uh, w- when they played the Chiefs, really, he, he kind of just, I don't, I don't want to say he played it safe, but he, he, he wasn't making as big of a splash as he did throughout the season. So I think he's still looking for that one uh, defining playoff game to kind of break through. And once he gets that done, and I think he'll overcome that mentally, and and hopefully he'll he'll uh, string some wins together there in the playoffs. But I, I do think that's my one red flag so far with Josh Allen of just not being able to win uh, those those big games. And granted, he's young; he's three years in the NFL, so he's got time. But <clears throat> yep, yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah. 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 I think they're in a good position to get some more home playoff games for him, which which should help, you know, help any quarterback yep. as well. I think the the year before they were uh, in a way playoff game, so it always makes it a little bit tougher. Yeah, yeah, and just the division as a whole too is just so much. It's just not what it used to be with with yep. Tom Brady yep. leaving. So the Patriots yeah. juggernaut dynasty is kind of rebuilding. Um, yep. So it's just they should have a pretty clear cut path to the playoffs for the upcoming years here. Yep. Uh, yeah. To win the division, they're minus minus one fifty. Um, it's, it's probably right. I, I mean, I would, I don't have anyone else winning this division. So that I, I kind of agree with that line. I, I, I just wouldn't take it at those odds. Uh, and their win total is set at 11 and a half. Uh, juice to the under, like I think minus 140 to the under, um, which I also agree with. I see them kind of regressing a little bit, making them more of an 11, 11, 12 win team. Uh, So that's all right in line. Uh, No bets from me for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that as well. I think that you know, to win the division, anything anything plus odds, I would consider it because I think they are the favorite. But minus 150, I don't think there's enough value there. And record-wise, I, I look at their schedule. I, I had them coming in right around 12 wins. Um, but, you know, that's just just not not uh, different enough from what their line is to have any real value there. So no, no bets for me. All right. Move on to the Dolphins. Yeah, so the the Dolphins are kind of in an interesting position as well with their their quarterback. Um, yeah, it, it's just going to come down to to Tua really, uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Did I pronounce that right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know last year, and I'll kind of let John jump in when, and correct me when I'm wrong here. He was was he benched because of injury or just due to play? That's, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, it was one of those where he was sucking, and then they're like, "All right, he's hurt." Yeah, I think it was kind of a. I think it was one of the yeah nothing that knocked him out of the game, but you know, some kind of bumps <laughs> or bruises that may or may not have been, um, you know, to be replaced. Yeah, yeah, and and kind of what, and when Fitzmagic came in, the offense to me looked a lot more lively uh, and just more efficient. Um, a lot of those receivers oh can't remember off the top uh what's his name yeah, parker Devontae parker, parker yeah. yeah yeah he came through big with fitzpatrick i thought they had a really good connection um 
for for me too, it just doesn't get it done. I I think the Dolphins are just trapped uh, in this unfortunate position of thinking they have their guy and they're going to give him a long time only to be disappointed. Uh, I guess my, my thought is like if he were drafted, say, in the fourth or fifth round and had the performance he has had in, in these two years, would you be giving him this much of a leash? The answer is probably no. You'd probably move on. Uh, the only reason he's still here is probably because he's, he's a first-round pick. Um, I just don't see it. Like he's he's consistently been below average in the, the two years. Um, not not a great arm. Uh, just decently average. I I guess I guess I'm, I just have a bias too. And going back to even his Alabama days when. He was uh, in quarter, quarterback competitions with Jalen Hurts. I thought he was a clear number two, and he still he got the starting job over Jalen Hurts. So, <sighs> just just my holding a grudge for this long. I, I just <laughs> I, I don't really like where the, the Dolphins' offense is going with him at, at quarterback. Um, there's not nothing to there's nothing really excites me about it. Um, another red flag I noticed when they're Winning games last year, they were just their defense was really helping them out. They're really good in coverage. They're getting timely turnovers, uh, and that, I've talked about this when we went over the Redskins. It's just one of those things that's not predicted from year to year. Uh, so I don't see the Dolphins anywhere near ten wins. They're probably going to regress. I have seven or eight wins. Um, yeah, no, I, that, yeah, that's kind of my my take on the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, the Dolphins are interesting to me. I mean, I think a lot of it will ultimately fall on, on Tua. Um, you know, from I, – I really enjoy, like, following the NFL draft, and I, I really love what their GM, Chris Greer, has done in terms of accumulating draft picks and draft capital and, you know, and young young assets. But, um, you know, they, they traded Laramie Tunsil a few years back, who was their left tackle, um, to the Texans, and they flipped him for – I think two first round picks maybe and maybe some other picks. And then they kind of turn those picks into more picks, which I think is a great strategy for a rebuilding team. Um, But I mean, unfortunately now that they've kind of made some of those picks, I just don't think that they've drafted exceptionally well and and really gotten the the talent that they could have with, with that many picks and that many high picks. Um, You know, they have two in there. You look at that draft last year, and the pick right after him was Justin Herbert, who really lit up the league. Um, you know, so it's like I I don't know. I think Tua has a lot to prove. Um, last year with Fitzpatrick, he, you know, the first five or six weeks when he was in, that he led him to a good record. The offense was really clicking. They brought Tua in after the bye week, and and you know the team seemed to lose a little bit of. Uh, you know, the, the momentum that they had before, um, you know, he had some good plays, but, but all in all, he just was not moving the offense um, as effectively as Fitzpatrick was, you know, so he's a rookie. So I'll give him a little bit more time, but I just don't think that he has the elite arm strength um, or really the elite athleticism that, you know, you really want to have one or the other, at least in this league to be successful. And I don't really think he does that. Um, you know, I, I guess a guy that you look at, Drew Brees, maybe as a comparison, but, you know, Brees didn't really have a, a huge arm and he wasn't the most athletic, but he was surgical accuracy and an incredible decision maker. Um, and I don't think Tua is really, you know, up, up to snuff on those parts either. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Two is really to me. He's like a less experienced Teddy Bridgewater. Like he's he's a guy you can throw in there to play 500 football. Yeah. Uh, but I don't ever see him carrying a team to a Super Bowl, and that's what every team's goal should be. Um, so so years that you're kind of just wasting on on developing and having this quarterback in there, it's just uh, uh, it's. Yeah, it's time wasted. Really, I I don't know. I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah, and in, in terms of offensive weapons, so you know, and and the the offense in general. Last year, the PFF graded their offensive line as the 28th ranked line in the league. So, <laughs> um, you know, in terms of surrounding a quarterback with the with a good line and talent, then I don't think the Dolphins are really doing a good job of that. Um, you know, so. Obviously, if you have a guy that's on the bubble, you want to surround him with, uh, you know, a good offensive line, give him some time. So I don't think he has that. In terms of offensive weapons, they do a little better in that front. They have, you know, Devontae Parker is a solid receiver. Um, you know, Mike Kosicki, a really athletic tight end that can make some plays. Uh, drafted Jalen Waddell in the first round. I think they brought in Will Fuller in free agency. So they have some weapons. They have a lot of speed and athleticism. But, you know, is Tua really the guy that's going to scare you, um, you know, 40, 50 yards downfield where they really have to respect those deep throws? And, you know, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't really think so. I, so it's kind of a weird a weird team they have assembled in my book. So I think I think they're, they're actually kind of assembled well to do what they sh- – well, what I think they should do. They should go after a veteran quarterback like a Deshaun Watson. If, yep. you, if you place Deshaun Watson in on this team – uh, they're they're immediately right up there with the Bills, in my opinion, because the, I think defensively they're they're very complete. They're they're bringing back a lot of their their secondary, um, which which is a really good sign. Uh, they should be able to repeat some some past performance with that. But again, if you were to just take two out of it and replace him with a Deshaun Watson, oh, yeah, it's a completely different story. Yeah, I agree with that. And I actually have that on the notes, whether or not they would uh, would have considered or even potentially would. Obviously, with his legal situation, it's <laughs> it's very up in the air in terms of anything, whether, you know, he'll be on the Texans roster, whether he'll be on the commissioner's list, whether, the, you know, they'll still try and trade him. Um, but, you know, taking all that out, if it were just, you know, purely football decision. Yeah, I completely agree there. I mean, Deshaun Watson with these weapons um, would be a very fun offense to watch. So, you know, I think that this team has a wide range of outcomes, but it kind of comes down to the quarterback position. And, you know, with Tua, I, I see them, you know, right around 500 or a little bit worse this year. I, I, I have seven to eight wins as well. Yep. Just think that yep. their defense is solid, you know, probably a top, top 10 defense, maybe, you know, 10th in the league or so. But I just don't think that their offense is going to, you know, be consistent enough um, yep. to get a lot of wins. Uh, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, and just looking at the odds, conference, or to win the division, excuse me, they're plus 330. Uh, again, I think with – unless you get a better quarterback in there, it's not even worth it. Um, win totals at 9.5, minus 145 to the under. So that's right in line with, with the eight-win expectation. So it's – it's really no value for me. Yeah, I mean the issue is like if you're you know if you're taking the under, they have some winnable games on their schedule. Like if you're taking like an old under or something at like seven and a half, 
you know, they get the Jets twice a year, so that's probably some wins. So I just yep. I just don't like anything on them either. Yep. All right. Moving on to the Patriots. Uh, I don't even really have too much here. Um, but the big story recently, Cam Newton's released. Uh, I, I personally didn't have a problem with it. If I, I, I think Bill Belichick's kind of established himself enough in the league uh, to know that he doesn't make decisions on a whim. Um, there, he definitely thought about it, strategized, and thought that was the best decision for the franchise going forward uh, to just get Mac Jones in there immediately and just build the future with him. Um, Any time with Cam this year, I think he probably just viewed as wasted. And and to be honest, I think last year they had some um, communication issues um, and, and it just wasn't a great fit. Uh, it is big shoes to fill having Brady leave and then have Cam Newton come in. Uh, it's probably not the same working with Cam as it is with Tom, but they tried, didn't really work out. Uh, he was one of the, I think he was around 35, 40th in, in PFF's rankings for quarterbacks. So he wasn't lighting the world on fire there. Um, and not to make excuses for him, I think he was actually hurt a lot of the year, although he was playing. I think he had some shoulder issues that just weren't necessarily uh, reported. So it's, it is what it is. He's up there in years, and maybe he'll find a team. I'm sure he'll probably be a backup somewhere. But, yeah, moving on with Mac Jones. Uh, Patriots just complete rebuild mode, really. Um, just seeing what they have with him so far in the preseason, he's done well, and uh, it's a great team to be on uh, for a young quarterback. Uh, I don't really have too much else on them. Uh, I think I think when I say rebuild, they're they're definitely further along than, for example, the Jets in their division. Um, in terms of just surrounding weapons and team around him, uh, coaching staff. So this this team's probably destined to go about 500, uh, similar to the Dolphins. I actually probably have them a little ahead of the Dolphins. Uh, and, and kill Harry, IR to start the season. I don't think he's going to be playing. Could be wrong on that, but I, I think he's out most of the season. He was one of the, the young rookies last year. Uh, that they actually drafted in the first round as a receiver. Uh, so I was kind of excited to see him play, but he'll be hurt. Uh, James White's still on the team. He's always a good safety blanket for the quarterback. Um, so, yeah, defense – or, excuse me, offensively, there's – it's a typical Patriots team in that they don't have that one weapon or those, those uh, few highlight uh, guys. It's just a, a sound team that execute their, their possessions well. Um, and and defensively, I think they're going to be above average, uh, bringing back a decent amount of uh, the supporting cast there. I think uh, Jalen Mills, I think, is new. Yep. Yeah, D- Jalen Mills is new. Devin McCourty, um, and they have a lot of athleticism at linebacker with uh, uh, Matt Judon. I think he's from Baltimore. Uh, yep. Dante Hightower, who was hurt last year, he'll be back. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, and I think J.C. Jackson, just kind of all part of the linebacker crew. Uh, they have they're they kind of I don't know. I, I think it's interesting how they're building their defense with these 
maybe not as big linebackers, but more coverage linebackers. So they're able to run with the uh, running backs coming out of the backfield. And I think, I think we'll probably see teams uh, tend to do that a little more, but yeah, all in all, I think it's going to be a, it's a team that's going to get wins. And again, you said it, they, they play the jets twice. So there's two free ones. Um, so yeah, I think probably around 500, uh, maybe a little better, probably nine, eight, I could see him even winning 10 games just, just due to the atmosphere and the coaching. Um, but yeah, big question mark is Mac Jones and just how he transitions into the NFL. It's kind of hard to speculate on that right now, though. Yeah, that's all, all good points you make there, I think. Uh, you know, coming as, as a, a Cam Newton fan for, for a lot of his career, I think that, you know, I, I could go on for, for hours about him, but I think that, you know, just to summarize, I think he came into a bad situation last year coming off an injury coming in and, you know, no training camp coming in like the end of July. I think it was, you know, COVID protocol. So didn't really even get to get to meet his teammates. Um, you know, that combined with the pretty, pretty, uh, actually very mediocre weapons. Um, you know, he's thrown to really no tight end last year, you know, pretty much a bunch of three and four receivers out there. Um, so yeah, he wasn't really set up for success. I think that he looked, he looked decent in the preseason. I I hope he lands on his feet, but you know, ultimately it's, this was going to be a bridge year anyway. So why not just go with Mac Jones? So I think that, you know, I think they cut Cam loose figure and, you know, he can, he can get a backup job maybe somewhere else if someone wants to give him a shot or if someone goes down during the year, but yeah, this is, this is Mac Jones's team. Now I think that, it just made sense, you know. It was just delaying the inevitable. If you're going to start the season with Cam, only the the bench him in four or five weeks. So yeah, but I think that you know the Patriots did a really good job retooling the team this off season. Um, I think they had the fourth graded offensive line last year, so that'll be another strong line this year. And you know they had no weapons last year, so what did they do? They went out and paid two tight ends in free agency: Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith. So. You know, they can run a bunch of two tight end sets with two athletic tight ends. That'll really help Mac Jones as a rookie. Um, you know, they have they signed Nelson Aguilar as well to get another receiving threat. Um, and yeah, defensively, Matthew Judon will be a big addition um, at linebacker. Jalen Mills in the secondary um, drafted Christian Barmore, a defensive tackle from Alabama in the second round. So, you know, I think they did a really good job in the offseason, um, you know, to give a chance at improving. And as bad as they seemed last year, they still won seven wins. So I think they'll, uh, I think they'll improve on that by a few this year. I, I like them at like ten to eleven wins this year. Yep. Yeah. No. A hundred percent agree. And I think another, uh, just kind of psychological aspect to it is just Belichick's legacy. Like you saw Brady leave and go win a Super Bowl independent of Belichick. Uh, I think Belichick wants to rebuild this team, and I. I I think he's crazy enough that he wants to get another dynasty and he wants to have another five to seven year stretch where they, they are just dominant. And I think that's um, what he, what the end goal is for him and and what he sees for Mac Jones. So we'll see if they can get there. Um, But yeah, I agree. I have them more at a nine to 10 win season, uh, which I think, uh, let me pull it up believe that agrees yeah so win total is at nine and a half so right where we have them uh nothing nothing worth betting for me there and to win the division i believe they're around three plus 360 so again i think the bills it's it's still their season this their year they're probably going to win uh so it's just not worth it for me to 
take a shot on the, the Pats here, but I think definitely heading headed in the right direction. Uh, and yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would consider taking it over here. Um, you said nine and a half. I, I like. I think they'll get to ten or eleven wins, so I would consider an over. But then again, you you know you got a rookie quarterback. Um, you know, without Cam there for depth, I mean, you know, one even if he misses two games, you're throwing Brian Hoyer. Those are probably two losses. So, you know, I just I just don't think it's it's too much above the expectation that there's enough value for me. So probably probably nothing for me as well. No divisional bets either. Yeah, you kind of you make a good point there. I mean, it is it is even money to go over nine and a half. Even money over nine and I half. do like them at ten. Yeah, well, I would consider that actually. Then um, for I just think bets. I agree. I I might actually switch that up after after kind of talking it out here because their yeah. their coaching staff alone and preparation for each week is is enough for me. Uh, their schedule is not too daunting. And they do have those two freebies against the Jets. And I think they're probably going to own the Dolphins this year, too. Yeah. Um, I think if, if two is the quarterback for the Dolphins, I think defensively they're just going to scheme against him and, and just be a nightmare of a team. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and, and I don't anticipate Mac Jones being a complete flop. I think he'll be good enough to put points up on the board, uh, coupled with a defense that's above average to – I think they're going to be creeping in on that top 10 in the league, to be honest. Uh, I think I think it's a recipe for sneaky wins. And it's funny, though, because then we start talking that they're getting into a 10 or 11 win season while we were saying that the Bills are at 12. So they're right there, I guess, to win the division. But mm-hmm. I just I'm, I'm not I'm not there. to I, I don't fully trust that wager, but the, the win total I'm, I'm liking now. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think the issue with me is the Bills. I still expect them to be dominant. You know, plus three hundred is, is tempting. If it was plus, you know, plus four hundred or over, I might throw a bet on the division as well. I just think that, you know, coming from Alabama with Mac Jones, he was basically in a position where he had an incredible year. Um, but you know, some of that you can chalk up to being like, you know, Alabama just being better at every position than the teams he played. <laughs> but if you look yeah. at this Patriots team, I mean, this offensive line is going to be very good like it was last year. Um, but the difference is this year they have much better weapons. You know, they got two two top-tier tight ends. Um, you know, they have Nelson Aguilar has really improved into a, a solid probably number two receiver, I'd say. Um, you know, and you got um, Jacoby Myers as well. And also their, you know, their backs, they have a stable running backs, um, Damian Harris, James White. I just think that the way this team's going to play, it's not going to it's not going to be like the Bills or the Chiefs or anything like putting up like thirty oh, yeah. points a it's, game. It's not going to be sexy. Nah. But I just think that they're going to be able to find a ways, you know, find ways to win these games. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. You yeah. talked me into it. I like that over nine and a half at even money. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll add it to the sheet. Yep, sounds good. You want to move on <laughs> to uh, the Jets then? Eh, not really, but we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Jets, uh, again, it's kind of hard to really s- speculate too much here with the rookie quarterback. They added Zach Wilson. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's out of BYU. <laughs> I, he's, he's looking good in the preseason. I'll give him that. Uh, other than <laughs> – uh, receivers he's thrown to Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder, Keelan Cole. Uh, a lot of, a lot of what? What are those? A bunch of number two guys. Um, 
they're pretty good. So, I mean, all in all, not a, not a bad, not a bad staff. Uh, nothing great. I think Tyler Croft is actually from Buffalo, so I think he's no to the offense. Um, I yeah, I the offensive line I think was atrocious last year. We'll see how it improves this year, if or if it if at all. Zach Wells could be running for his life the entire season. Uh, I just think they're it's it's kind of it's interesting to me that they're just continuing to just draft these rookie quarterbacks and and get nothing out of it. So they had what Sam Darnold for what two to three years? Yeah, I think I think three years at least. I think twenty eighteen. Yep. So I think three. Yeah. Years so they Darnold. so they draft Sam Darnold for three years. Yeah. So they have him for three years, and they eventually part ways uh, send him out to, to Carolina. Um, during those three years, though, they managed to give him almost no help. Um, didn't really rebuild the offensive line. Didn't give him any sure surefire weapons on offense. And then they blame him and send him away. And what do they do? They just come in, draft a rookie quarterback and Zach Wilson, and really just put him right back in the same situation. Um, from from in my opinion, uh, maybe a little better offense, but not not much. So I'm, I'll be curious to see how how they progress, if at all. Yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm a little bit more bullish on the Jets. I think, uh, yeah, two and fourteen last year, so really abysmal season, and it was looking like they were gonna get Trevor Lawrence and the one pick the whole time, but they couldn't even tank correctly, and they ended up winning two games at the end <laughs> to, to blow the the blow the number one pick. Um, and so the mm. consolation prize was Zach Wilson. Uh, you know, Zach Wilson does have. A really live arm. They say, you know, I've heard, I've heard Aaron Rodgers comparisons. Even Aaron Rodgers was impressed when they did uh, a joint practice together with, uh, you know, with his arm. So, uh, you know, so far good reviews on him. I like the new coaching staff they brought in. I like them a lot. So that gives me hope for the future for this team. Not necessarily twenty one, but going forward. Um, Robert Sala, the 49ers defensive coordinator, who did some really good work with them. Uh, pretty young guy too. Uh, brought him in to be the head coach, and this the hire I like as well is bringing in um, Mike Lafleur, who's uh, Matt Lafleur's brother, uh, to be the offensive coordinator. So hopefully they have some you know much better schemes than you know Sam Darnold had to work with with Adam Gase and his offense. So you know based on that, I think that the future could be brighter. Um, they have Mackay Becton. He he was their first round pick I think last year. He had a really good season, huge guy off left tackle, um, had a good year, battled through injuries. Um, they drafted Elijah Vera Tucker, who is an offensive lineman. I think they're going to play him at guard um, from USC. So I think that that should shore up the right there, the left side of the offensive line. Um, the right side definitely still needs some work. Um, you know, brought in Corey Davis, drafted Elijah Moore, a wide receiver with some athleticism. So they're – they're doing their part to give Zach Wilson um, a chance to succeed. I think already more than, than Darnold was really given during his time in the Jets. But I think that they're going to have a lot of growing pains this season. And I think that while Robert Sal is a good defensive coach, I think their defense is just really devoid of talent. And that's going to take a couple <laughs> of years. I expect them to just play a bunch of young players and just kind of struggle, um, especially early in the season. You could see them uh, – 
riding a one or zero wins um, for a lot of the season. But I think this team will improve towards the end of the year. And then I think, you know, I think they're on the right track. I think they finally have some competent minds. Um, getting Adam Gase out of there was probably the best decision they've made in a while. So, um, but yeah, as for the outlook for this season, I don't expect uh, too many wins from them. I think that's yeah. about all I got no, for the I, Jets. Yeah. I agree. And I think when we look weekly at the uh, spreads for the Jets, they're going to be one of the most frustrating teams because it's going to be, they're going to be covering for three and a half quarters of the game. And then all of a sudden the fourth quarter defense just gives up some, some garbage touchdown that doesn't really matter that that blows a line and, and they go down by 14. <laughs> so I, I really want, I don't, I don't, I just don't trust the Jets. Um, but maybe after we get some data points uh, yeah. for the 2021 season, we can get more comfortable and have a better idea of what what this team's all about. So that, yeah, that, I think that's kind of what I'm bets, looking forward to. I think the weekly bets will have some action, but definitely nothing nothing uh, for season total lines. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of these teams with these with these rookie quarterbacks, unless it's like a, a crazy number, I'm probably just going to be staying away. And just kind of sit back, watch, get some data on the, on these teams, see how what what offenses they're running, uh, and, and so on. So usually by week four, you have a general idea of what the team's all about, um, and 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 the lines typically sharpen around that week. The week one to week two is a fun jump, and you see see the odds makers adjust. Sometimes they over adjust, but hopefully we'll, we'll we'll take advantage of that and. Goals to be profitable, so that's all I can really ask for. Uh, but yeah, that's it's really the AFC East. Uh, a lot of young, well, yeah, would you say no one's over 25 at the quarterback yep. position? That's yeah, that's right. A lot of youth, just complete turnover. So, just a lot of speculation how, how these guys are going to pan out. Um, but yeah, you have the Bills as a clear favorite, followed by the Patriots, Dolphins should be behind them. A little under 500, and the Jets will pull up the rear. Uh, Jets are probably a four or five win team. Uh, I, I don't see them uh, as bad as, for example, I don't think they're going to be as bad as the Lions or even the Eagles this year. I think those are going to be one of the two, two of the worst teams in the NFL. But, yeah, potentially Texans too. Oh, yeah, we haven't gotten there, but yeah, Texans oh, yeah. are they're going to yeah. suck. Yeah, I think I think this will be a team that's at least playing hard the whole season. Yeah. I think they'll be able to yep. scrap out, you know, four four wins or so. Yeah, I think I think there's hope without expectation. Yeah. Uh, so, meaning if they if they have a bad loss one week, I think these guys are going to be mentally ready the next week and playing hard. Uh, so that's one thing they have gone for them. Yep. Cool. Uh, that's we'll call that a wrap.